Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm your host, Ajay, and this is Win and Forks, a weekly Twilight podcast where two 20-something lesbians ruin everything you love about the international best-selling series by Stephanie Meyer. Thanks for tuning in. I think it's just the, um, you know, the seasons are changing. My allergies are just completely um, crushing my soul. So, you know, it, it is what it is. It always happens around this time. Yeah, no, I woke up in the middle of the night because my nose is dry and I hate it here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's something in the air. It's terrible. It's very terrible. Um, and it happened, of course, during my week off, so I can never know peace. But I mean... <sighs> It is what it is. I can't believe it's December and December's already moving like super fast. Um, so. I know it's, it feels like March the, you know, 250th or whatever. Yeah, no, seriously. But um, one thing that was getting me through though, is that uh, we're doing this episode and we're having like our first official guest on, which I'm like you're excited about. I've been talking about this for way too long. Um, it's kind of embarrassing, but um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the wonderful world of Twilight fan fiction, so I think we should just like jump right into it. What do you think? I totally agree. So, as always, I'm Ajay. My team is Team Bella and Team Wolfpack. And I am Taylor. My team is Team Colin Fam with an emphasis on Esme. Yes. Gotta love her. Gotta love her. And special guest, why don't you tell us who you are? Hello. Hi. A lovely intro. <laughs> Me awkwardly trying to be like, is it is it my turn? <laughs> um, well, hello. Um, I'm Rachel. She, her. And I am 100% always um, Team Rosalie Hale and anything and everything. Yes. Oh, we have to stand. I love yes. that. She's yes. so disrespected and she needs all the love. And I love that you recognize what the MVP she is. We all know that Smire hates strong women, so. Yes. Welcome to the show, Rachel. I'm so excited to have you on. This is so exciting. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, my gosh. I was like counting down days. I've never been so excited for a Sunday in my life. <laughs> Truly though, we tried to do it on Sundays because it kind of lifts the spirit, gets rid of those Sunday scaries, you know? Yeah. Oh. Especially because next week is, this will, upcoming week is finals week for me, so. Oh, oh. gross. What are you yes, thinking, Rachel? I mean, I know, but what are, what are I wish <laughs> Taylor don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm doing secondary English education, which is just a fancy word of saying I want to teach high school and not like kindergarten because I don't like no nasty little kids. <laughs> no, little kids are so scary to me. Like, I just, you don't know what they want. Like, you can't really communicate with them. And so I get so petrified with like anyone under the age of like seven it scares me. They're just gross and sticky. <laughs> That's true, too. Uh, we understand. Love kids, but, like, I've been the older cousin and sibling my entire life, so I 100% know what you're talking about, and it freaks me out to this day still. <laughs> so, so, Twilight fanfiction. Let's talk about it, shall we? 
it's so funny to me I love that fan fiction has become I feel like in recent years like sort of almost more mainstream because I first got into fanfic when I was like 13 or 14 like we're talking a decade ago I'm old we get it whatever but I feel like it was something I like almost wanted to hide in a way like I felt like there was some weird shame attached to it and I love that it's not really like that anymore like it's, it's sort of more widely accepted and I feel like especially through Twitter and things like that, I've gotten to know a lot more people who have just read fiction, fan fiction all the time. It's like so much more popular than I ever realized. But I just, I love that we're doing an episode on this because 14 year old me would be freaking out that I'm just like openly talking about this and like getting to talk about something that I love so much, but had so much like weird shame attached to when I was younger. I don't know if that's like a universal experience or that's just my own weird thing, but I'm anxious to see your guys' journeys with it too. I... I read fan fiction, I write fan fiction, Rachel knows this, and Taylor knows this, but Rachel knows, like, in depth. Um, and it's just, it's very, I don't know, I just like not having that pressure of people knowing that I do this one thing, so it, it's kind of nice that my worlds are kind of blending right now, because Rachel is part of that part of my life, and like, Taylor, you're part of this part of my life, so it's mm -hmm. nice to see it all blending very very well <laughs> um but no fan fiction is something that really um I think brings people together and makes people really appreciate a fandom more and that's one of the reasons why I absolutely wanted to bring Rachel on because she is the kind of writer that really encapsulates you in this world that is real but isn't because the way she writes is very specific and feels very um homey and comfortable but it's a world that you know like anybody you could fit anyone in there and it would work whereas um and i feel like not a lot of fanfic authors do that and so i just kind of wanted to this is basically me just wanting to put rachel on the spot for an hour and be like so tell me keep how going, do you do this the ego stroke can keep going <laughs> rachel tell us about your twilight phase Oh my goodness. Okay. So it started in middle school and I don't know if your guys' middle schools had like mandatory reading time. It could have just been like a country thing, like a Midwestern thing that they do because like everyone in the country be, be dumb. Anyway, they had mandatory reading time. And so before every class, like even in gym, you'd be sitting on the gym floor reading a book for like, I think 15 minutes. And so obviously you you needed a book for that reading time because if you didn't you'd get in trouble and so every week you'd go to the library and choose a new book and I chose Twilight after many failed attempts at reading other books I chose Twilight of course and 13 14 year old Rachel sat in the gym in the middle and read that crap from the cover to cover and yeah bisexual awakening Rosalie Hale in her descriptions because Bella is so gay <laughs> <laughs> Bella's so gay and loves on Rosalie the entire time I was like oh my gosh the way she's describing this blonde-haired girl that doesn't like her oh give me more of that and then finished the book and then the rest is history went on to all of other ones I just want to say I love that every like lesbian girl has 
like some sort of sexual awakening like in the form of twilight i feel like alice is like the most popular <laughs> but i know that you know kristen stewart obviously that's like a big one because of who kristen stewart is now i mean yours is rosalie mine's esme like i'm like i know ajay leah clearwater like really up there for you too yeah. i just i love how universal of an experience that is i think that's <laughs> incredible leah was a lesbian and that's on period <laughs> that's on period on period. Meyer was too homophobic to do it, but we all know that Leah's a lesbian. No, but it's the so fact crazy. that she was around all those hot wolf people and was like direct quote said that it didn't bother her, like it doesn't bother her that they're naked all the time. Lesbian, love her. It's evidence, Your Honor. Evidence. A uh, part of the Bangela agenda where Leah is a lesbian. Hello, but no, I. It's just so funny. I just love that we have this like fandom secret where it's like. Esmeralda is so heterosexual, but she writes so gay. And I don't think she realizes it, but we do. And it's like, it's the best thing ever. I think she would probably like soak herself in battery acid if she realized that she did that. First in the flames on the spot. The thing is, I'm like, I'm all for her writing. Like Twilight needs to be more inclusive, but knowing her, if she tried to write like a gay person, she would be terrible at it because she would make them all the stereotypes and everything and she'd just be terrible at it. So sometimes I'm like, yeah, right. I want her to branch out, but I'm also like, please don't because <laughs> you're going to insult me. That's exactly how right. I feel. It's when she doesn't do it on purpose, when she just writes them as actual people because that's all gay people are actual people, um, which is when it, when it turns out to be the best, you know, headcanons for us. That's why I'm like, I really appreciate what she did for me giving me Twilight, but like, please stop. I don't need any more. Like, we don't need a book on Leah. I don't need, uh, like, if you're gonna write it, no. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. Please stop. <laughs> Smire, I have so many things to smile. Like, I'm so grateful for her for writing Twilight in general, just because it's like changed my life. I don't know if you've known that. Like, I like Twilight. I know oh, that's, do you? That's crazy. Yeah, I like Twilight. Yeah. And, you're getting an exclusive interview. I've never said that before. Oh my God. Um, but she really, she grinds my gears. <laughs> That's why I feel like fan fiction is such a great thing because it's almost taking the story and putting your own sort of spins on it and like living in the world that you sort of want to live in, like with the blueprint that she gave you. That's why I think fan fiction is such like a great thing. How did you kind of discover it? Because I love I loved hearing everyone's like, discovery of fanfic stories well I didn't start off writing Twilight and I didn't start off just writing fan fiction in general I think one of the things that opened my mind to fan fiction was having a one direction phase and by phase I mean I'm still going through it I don't think I'm ever going to stop going through it and so I was reading <laughs> Harry Styles fan fiction Incredible. on Wattpad and I was like this is nice I like that and then I was like, you know, let me branch out and see if there's any other fandoms that I'm a part of that also have fan fiction. And so the first fandom that I started like actively, I don't know, like reading more and more fan fiction was Teen Wolf. And Teen Wolf is actually where I got my start on Wattpad, where I write. And I wrote a bunch of Teen Wolf fan fictions. And really? it just basically started with me looking at something that happened in the show and being like, I want to see more of that, or I could have wrote that better than the screenwriters did. So let me do it. And then 
the team of fandom got very weird and toxic and I was like, no, thank you. And then Twilight <laughs> just happened and here we are. Hey, I know you've had other stories up, but I never knew that Teen Wolf was like the start of it all, like your origin story, which is very interesting to me. Well, I guess correction. I guess I just forgot about my own fan fiction just now. But I started with Teen Wolf, and then before I even did Twilight on the account I am now, I posted a, a Hunger Games fan fiction. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Though. I think that's what you're referring to. And then I posted Twilight. <laughs> I love that you just jumped from one like wolf pack to another, though. <laughs> you're like, okay, we are in the werewolf sphere. Like, that's our thing right as soon now. As, as soon as they got rid of Derek on Teen Wolf, I was out. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> So Rachel, tell me like what drew you to fan fiction like in the first place? Because I feel like fan people either hate fiction, fan fiction, or they really, really love fan fiction. I feel like there's never usually like an in between. You're either really into it or you're really not. And then to write for it, I feel like you have to be on one end of that spectrum too. So I guess that's one of my other questions is like what like drew you to start writing your own kind of stuff? Well, one of the things that Taylor touched on is how it's getting widely more accepted. Like, I can't go on TikTok anymore without someone being like, me reading a Dirty Harry Styles fan fiction, ha ha ha. And so I felt like years ago, whenever I was 13, 14, as Taylor mentioned for her, it was people had like a picture in their head of who they think reads or writes fan fiction. And it was some weird girl teenage like preteen girl who was like braces pigtails looked weird and which not looking weird but you know what I mean a sense of like just I don't know people just I don't know I don't know how I'm trying to explain it do you understand what I mean like they just had a certain picture of who they thought was writing fan fiction and then they kind of and then it's kind of migrated to anybody can write it and so I think that's why it's more widely accepted if that makes sense, because now there's more people coming out being like, yeah, I wrote this when I was in 13, 14. And (laughs) I'm just like a normal person, for the lack of a better word. And yeah. Um, So whenever I got into it, it was mostly it was wanting to write something better that I wanted to expand upon in the fandom, coupled with the fact that I love writing for fun. And so whenever I posted my fan fictions, I did not expect anybody to read them, but it was just the cathartic effect of writing it down, publishing it, putting it out in the universe. If someone read it, they read it. If they didn't, they didn't. And then my writing gained traction and then I am where I am. I kind of wanted to ask about that too, because I know I've written some fan fiction as well. And just like you, I kind of put it out, not thinking that anyone was going to read it. And then when people do read it and they start commenting and reviewing, for me personally, I feel like I got a lot of like confidence from that and almost like credibility that like, oh my gosh, people are actually interested in my style and what I have to say. But I know that sometimes it can be kind of also scary to like get feedback and open and review. So how have you kind of handled, um, because you do have a large following now, sort of the feedback that comes with it and sort of the pressures of knowing that you do have an audience? There is not a day that goes by where I don't receive a comment that's either passive aggressive or a comment that just is borderline rude. Like <laughs> writing as a whole in just general fan fiction, science fiction, whatever you write, um, exp- 
like giving it out to the public is hard in general because it's a very personal thing to write and to post it is almost as if you're spilling your innermost thoughts or your diary and so to have people criticize that and be like eh, didn't really like this it's kind of like how dare you <laughs> you know you don't have to like it I like it and that's all that matters and so there was definitely periods growing up where I was like I'm gonna stop because I don't like people being able to comment on it and not be you know supportive or just being judgmental and I guess as I got older it kind of just morphed into well if you don't like it well then I don't really care and I think that's definitely something that you go through as you get older of just uh well I'm gonna be me no matter what because there's always gonna be someone who doesn't like something that I'm doing or how I'm writing so there's no point in me stopping something that brings me joy when, you know, I'm never, ever going to be able to make somebody happy all the time. Does that make yeah, sense? I, it does. And I think that's a really interesting point. And it kind of brings me to the fact that like, I feel like fan fiction is often kind of like shit on by people. It's like, oh, this is like a, a weird hobby. Like you can't monetize it, whatever. But I do think there's something really valuable in learning those lessons, like you say, of like taking criticism and like, understanding that not everyone's going to like what you do and like learning because I know whenever you get one negative you know feedback piece of feedback you could get a hundred amazing glowing great ones but you always just remember that negative one and that really sucks and so it teaches you that kind of lesson about like you're never going to be able to please everyone I think it's really cool that it does give you that sort of like real world lessons and experience in a way and so I think that's really neat. And I think that's sort of a universal thing too. Of course. I mean, I've gotten messages, private messages on Wattpad asking the very question that you'd asked me. And one of the little like hippy dippy things that I always say, but I really do stand by it is as long as you were writing for yourself and you are having fun, do not listen to anybody who tries to make you feel ashamed of that or that you should change it let people enjoy things. And so if you were writing for yourself and you are having fun and you don't feel any pressure and it's in a way to escape from your life and decompress, then you do that. And don't let anyone ever tell you to not do that or to change the way you do that. And it'd be, you'd be surprised how many people I tell that to who were like, I didn't think of it that way. And I appreciate you reminding me to be like, hey, it's okay to enjoy something and not have to worry about what other people think in order for you to enjoy it as well. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's a great way to sort of approach it. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, there's always going to be something said about everything, just because that's just the world we live in. It's just now it's different because we have the internet. So it's it's really nice because I, I uh, just from knowing you, you, you have so many stories and I know you've gotten the comments of like, oh, well, can you like post this instead of like posting all these? And you're like, uh, no, I like this. I'm excited about it. I want to do what I want. I, one of the things I always get, like, I always just reply in, or I don't reply, but I reply in my head where I'm like, why would you go to someone's page and say, you should write this instead of what you wanting to write? I'm like, would you, so you just want me to write something I'm not passionate about for you and give you 3,000 words of me just being like, let me please you, let me please you here, write this, instead of giving you 3,000 words that maybe you waited a little bit, you know, it was a lengthy wait, a couple weeks, you know, you had to wait for that update, but you know that what I'm giving you is something I'm proud of and passionate about and something that I was actively into writing for you. Isn't that better than 
constantly requesting an update for a story that I don't feel the spark to write for at that current moment. They said no. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, they, they really do. They're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I, I don't I don't know what you want me to do then because you're not going to force me to write a story that I'm writing for you for free. So sorry, bye. Yeah, I, I feel like people don't understand always like how much time and effort it honestly does take to craft these chapters. Like it, you're, oh, yeah. Yeah, like you said, you're not getting paid for it. And it's like, if you want to make it, you know, polished and grammatically correct and interesting and like use interesting you know language and and visuals and, and all of that like there's so much work that goes into it honestly it's like kind of like having a job in a way like a job we love of course but it's it does kind of take a toll and like sometimes you need to decompress from it because <laughs> it's a lot I've taken kind of a little like mini hiatus honestly I haven't updated stories in a while and I feel bad about it, but then I also remind myself, I'm like, I'm doing it for fun. I, whenever I sit down to write a chapter, at least three hours of my life is dedicated to that specific thing that I'm doing. And I can't dedicate three hours every single day of every single week whenever I have college and a life. And so just having, expecting that of fan fiction writers to be like, okay, you have to update regularly. First off, regularly is like, what is that? That's subjective. Second, I, I have a life. I have like a social life. I have family things that happen, family emergencies. And also if I don't want to spend three hours looking at a paper, trying to write something, I don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just, I, I, people don't like that answer. People get like, but, but, but why would you post it if you're not going to update it? And it's like, why? I don't know. If you don't like it, don't follow me. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and why? they don't like that answer either. <laughs> I am kind of curious what your writing process is like. Like where do your ideas usually come from? And then do you do a lot of outlining? Do you kind of just kind of wing it when you have it? Like, I, I just am kind of curious because I know everyone's writing style is so different. I like to talk a big game and I like to be like, oh, I plan everything and I have a writing journal. And every single time I think I have these big, huge mind blowing ideas while I'm sleeping or in the shower. The real reality is I don't plan anything out. <laughs> Uh, I barely chaos mode. You are you are living on chaos mode. <laughs> Seriously, I barely have a writing journal that I can keep up with, and the only thing that ever gets me to like literally write my writing process is okay. I'll sit down on my bed with my little desk that I have with my laptop on it, with my headphones in, listening to music. I cannot write in a silent room. I cannot write with the TV on. Mm. I can only write with music playing. And it doesn't have to be a specific music. It doesn't have to be like classical or anything. It's just the music I enjoy. And it, I actually see that the music sets the tone for what I'm writing. I do not have like a little journal that I sit next to me while I'm writing a chapter and like, oh, got to make sure I include that. I mean, sometimes I do, but for some reason, I just keep the entire plot line in my head for characters. So like, let's say I'm writing about one of my characters, Wallace. So in my head, when I go to go write for him, I just sit down on my laptop and instantly my little head has this little book that flips all these pages and it's like, Wallace, where do we leave off? Then you write. And I just free write without an outline the chapter and then I post it and that's it. I love how in you terms of Wallace as if you know I'm not going to feral scream. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Taryn, but I didn't know if you knew her. <laughs> 
but Wallace is just the most ones that everyone knows. So I decided to go with him, but I do not have a writing process. I talk a big game and I'm like, make sure you keep a writing journal. It's very important. But really it's, I'm like, girl, everyone has a different process. Caitlin, I know for a fact, one of our friends on Wattpad, she has, she can have the TV on, music blaring, having a conversation with her mom on the phone. And then she's writing at the same time. And I'm like, sis, I couldn't, I could never. Yeah, <laughs> I can't so write with the TV on or anything. I can write with the TV on, but just with no sound coming out. I just can't, I can't hear anything. I can't really write with other people in the room. I have to be like kind of isolated by myself. Oh, me but too, I- me too. I yeah is it around other people it's, it feels like vulnerable somehow I don't know it's very odd but that and then I outline the shit out of everything I write like I have to have everything like every scene detailed planned and like I feel like since I started doing screenwriting that has kind of what's made me even more of a, an intense outliner but the fact that you just have it kept in your head terrifies me that is like on the alignment chart that is chaotic evil right there to me I'm a Libra, <laughs> e- I'm a Libra ENTP so I don't know what that is I think I was okay. cha- I was like I'm, I'm a chaotic neutral or something like that I just know I have neutral in mine well I just know so, you have chaotic in you <laughs> I like when I have my writing desk behind me has to be facing a wall it can't be facing a door and someone can't walk be able to walk behind me without me seeing them coming towards me does that make sense yeah yeah I can't have someone behind me doing something while I'm writing because I'm like no (laughs) I don't really like writing at a desk I like to be like on a couch or in bed or like on a rocking chair like I don't yeah no a rocking chair yeah, I have a rocking chair. Okay, Martha well, like, Washington. No, it's not like a wooden washing chair. It's like a lazy boy uh, rocking chair, you know, like a padded one that my parents have had for like 30 years. So whenever I'm at home, like that is my spot. Like, because I, I don't write a whole lot of fan fiction now anymore, but in high school, like that was my shit. Like I like quit softball to write fan fiction essentially because I just like- You quit to softball do more of it. to write priorities, fan fiction? Priorities, priorities. Writing fans, it kind of ushered me into wanting to like write for TV and movies too. Yeah. Like I always knew I wanted to write, but I always figured I'd like be an author or something, like a books. And then when I like discovered fan fiction, I was like, oh my gosh, like people have to write movies and TV shows. And so like, that's really cool. And so I feel like that kind of propelled me that direction, which is interesting too. But yes, I like to write in the lazy boy rocking chairs through me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my process is neither of y'all's. <laughs> and I've tried to outline, like I really do. I'm like, eh, as long as I have a general idea, I think I'll be fine. And I'll just write scenes that feel right. And and that's so weird because I'm, I'm such a Virgo, but it's a, at that point I'm like, no, I, I I don't know, for some reason, like, if I overplan, I get bored, or if I do anything like that, but for me, I have to, like, not be in my bed, I have to, like, be sitting down somewhere, and people can walk around me or whatever, I'm just trying to focus, I just can't have anything, like, playing, and then it works for me, because otherwise, I just get so distracted. Do you guys have a time of day that you tend to write at, too? I try to write in the day. I can't write at I get too tired. (laughs) No, no, I, I my, exactly at this time. really, exactly around four, six ish, four, five, yeah, four to six. This is technically my sweet spot where the sun's kind of going down a little bit and I'm starting, I'm like, okay, I have everything done. Let me listen to some music and write. Oh my gosh. My sweet spot is literally 11 PM to like 2 AM. 
that's chaotic. That's maybe chaotic? I'm, maybe I'm the chaotic one in this group. That's really interesting though. I, yeah, I need it to be dark out. I need, I'm just such a night owl. Like in the, like when people wake up and write, I'm like, you are a sociopath. Like how do you write at 6am? Like I can't imagine I doing am- that. I just imagine how scary it'd be to live with Taylor to walk down the stairs at 2 a.m. to get some water. And she's like, all you hear is like the creaking of a rocking chair in the distance. Oh and you're like, what is that? And it's Taylor. Hi. Hey, <laughs> you're just like, ah! That's exactly what it's like living with me, actually. Yeah. But Aja, I've been meaning to ask because, well, not ask, but I've been meaning to just point out that like a psychopath, I know you write, you hand write out your chapters. Yeah. Oh, that is psychopathic. And then you that's... type them in, and I'm like, I could never do that. What? <laughs> not all. Like, girl, I, most of the time, yeah. I know, that's but insane. most of the time, I'm like, sis, that's psychopath behavior. Yeah, that's <laughs> because crazy. I can't think for some reason. Like, when I'm writing for certain characters, like I can't think while I'm at a computer or while I'm on my phone. Like, I can't for some reason. Like, the words just don't. Like, I just don't know words. So I'm like when I write it down, it just all seems to come out and I'll just, I'll just care. I would just carry it around with me and just write it what I could and then be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's so interesting. I, here's the thing though. I drag you for this. And then I remember I write all my dialogue first and then write actions. Like, do I have room to talk? Probably not. No, okay, all of us have our weird quirks, okay? <laughs> no, I was really saying that that's interesting. I wasn't, like, trying to judge you. Jeez. Well, it felt judgmental, Ajay. I'm sorry. It's fine, Rachel, it's fine. Saying, Ajay, I could never write it out, like, handwrite it and then type it. Because I'm like, when I'm handwriting, I can't get the words out fast enough. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm bored of mm-hmm. having to write the words myself. <laughs> I yeah. need to type it. I need something type it for me I can't yeah but I just think it's admirable at least a little bit where I'm like if I could do that then I would do that I'd have use more use for my stationery then I guess I feel that I mean but that's also probably why it takes me a million years to update things pros and cons Rachel I want another thing I want to ask you is um your favorite like Twilight character to write for or write about who would you say that that is I think I know what everyone's answer thinks it's going to be because I'm very adamant that I love this person a lot and I'm pretty sure my answer is going to piss you off Ajay <laughs> oh my god um I 100% love love of love writing for Edward <laughs> oh that's I love that yeah I just love writing for Edward oh my goodness so many I'm ideas about to kick I- you out of the zoom <laughs> Me and Aja have gotten in a lot of discussions about it. Yeah. Literally last night she texted me about how she likes my Edward and not Smyers Edward, which is I I actually have said that. You can get it on Candid Camera. Yeah, no, I got the receipts. I know you've said it. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor probably did not know that, but yeah. But Edward, for some reason, his psyche thrills me. (laughs) And I know you're like, oh my gosh, this this girl is going on about this white redheaded boy. He, oh my gosh. There's just something about him. I love writing fan fiction for him. I feel like he's so versatile. And I know I'm going to say that. And you guys are like rolling your eyes like versatile, really. But he is. He really is. First off, polyamory king. That's All right. canon. <laughs> All right. Oh my I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump books for you guys. But polyamory king. Um, okay. He's not 100% a consent king. Nor I don't want to say that. But his mindset's very 
I'd say he's more, I don't, cause Jacob was like a hundred on a scale from one to 10. He was like a hundred, like you can't do this. Um, but I'd say Edward's a, a good five. So there's things to work with there. I find writing for Edward to be the most fulfilling because I can change him in ways that don't seem so far off from canon Edward. Okay. I like that. Do you think this has been a hot topic of debate on this podcast? Is Edward an eco-friendly king? An eco-friendly king? Yeah. Well, <laughs> disregard the, the fact that his family is extremely rich and probably doesn't donate to any eco-friendly organizations. They do live in Washington, though. He I drives he- a Volvo, and he um, only hunts where there's overpopulation. So that's my evidence. I told you Volvo. I think he is. I think he is. Because didn't he say something along the lines of like the fossil burning of fossil fuels is everyone's problem? He, in fact, did, Rachel. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for declaring. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do it. Thank you for declaring me the winner of the state. If he's the the eco-friendly king, then he's like that um, performative activism. But he still talks about it, but he doesn't do nothing about it. But we can still give him the title of Green King. Yes, Green King. There's one tally against him for whenever he was in when he was in the forest, and he was like, "As if you could fight me," and then ripped the tree out of the ground. That's true. He should plant it. He planted a new one though. That was a deleted scene. He planted a new one. (laughs) And then he he used the the cactus that Bella brings. Yeah, and he he used the wood from that tree to actually build a habitat for humanity in case you didn't realize that. <laughs> I can't stand you, Taylor. <laughs> I'm just spitting he, he out used, facts. He used the wood from that tree to build Taylor's rocking chair. Yeah, he did. Did you guys not see the deleted scenes? Like, <laughs> Another thing that I was going to say with you pointing out that I love your version of Edward and not Esmeralda is because... While you say that it's not completely far from canon, I would say it is because I actually find myself not minding him in in whatever he writes, ever. (laughs) I literally just coast. I'm like, oh, Edward's here? Cool. What I mean, (laughs) I feel like Smyer wrote Edward and Bella as blanket little pieces of paper, okay? And Mm -hmm. by that, I mean she wrote down some key characteristics of each of them, like little columns, little bullet points, and... She mentioned them throughout the story, but she doesn't really expand upon them. So I feel like the reason why Edward feels like a new character to you is because I take those little bullet points and I expand on them. Edward likes music. Hmm, let's get into more of a genre where Edward likes music. He likes rock music. Why would he like rock music? I don't know. Maybe one time he went with Emmett to a rock concert when they were when Emmett was finally free of the bloodlust and they enjoyed a concert together and Emmett, and now Edward always has a poster of that rock band and so it adds some depth to it Bella likes reading books why does Bella like reading books because maybe one day whenever Bella was with Renee Renee brought her to a library and Bella got her first library card with Renee and now that holds a very deep meaning and so whenever Bella reads to Renesmee that's a whole deeper meaning now because it's passing on a thing that she used to be really close with Renee while doing you got the piece of paper, Edward, and I give you the origami, Edward. Ooh, what a good analogy. Shoot. I feel like that's, I feel like that's like the, the beauty of fan fiction though. Like exactly what you're saying. I feel like the best stories and my favorite stories are ones that takes that, take those little elements. And like you said, expanded them and give us more shades of, you know, their character by 
sort of um, creating backstories and creating situations that are plausible, like based with the information we have. And um, even with like certain AUs, like I've read like alternate universe sort of fan fictions where they're like all humans and they're like foster children and things, but they keep those characteristics and it's just like in a slightly altered like version of them. And I think that's always so cool of like people's creativity and being being able to do that. And even the examples that you just said, um, that's like, that's the beauty of it. I think that's why I love it so much because you, you can get your favorite characters, but you can get them in, <laughs> excuse the pun, 50 more shades, you know? Oh my God. I think that's exactly why Taylor, you, you touched on something that I do enjoy. Even as a fan fiction writer myself, I read fan fiction and there's so many elements in my stories that I've put in like the personalities of the Colent that I've gotten from other fan fictions because I was mm-hmm. like, that makes complete sense. And I love that so much. But also with the whole adding on to like Origami Edward, I also make sure just to not make him an, an angelic character either. I add on, I add depth to his darker side, his bad habits, his possessiveness and his ability to not admit when he's wrong. Did I say that right? That didn't sound yeah. right in my head. The ability oh, to- it was, it was right. <laughs> it was, okay, okay. I was like, that didn't sound right. But his inability <laughs> to admit when he's wrong and so you kind of have to add to that, you know, and it's a double-edged sword, but I feel that's why Ajay feels like he's written differently because Smyre didn't do that. She was like, Edward's perfect. Here you go. Instead, yeah. she could have been like, Edward's perfect, but he's also, there's also something perfect about being imperfect. I feel like in a way, because we've been rereading the books, it's, we can obviously see his flaws, but they're treated like like strengths and we're like yes. no that's not good well, that's like, also that's also bella as a narrator yeah so that's true that's true but you know at the same time i, I feel like we could get some ob- objectivity like and be like well that was not the greatest you know like yes. kind of having a balancing act so it doesn't almost like romanticize certain you know aspects of it so do you think fan fiction is essential like especially for a series like this would you say reach 100 percent. i feel like it's essential to every series and I don't understand because mm-hmm. Smire has actively talked against fan fiction written for Twilight. I don't know if we know that, but she's actively yeah. said that she thinks it's kind of pointless when you could be writing your own story, which I understand to some degree. But I feel like if I, in the future, ever became a famous author for my own original story, I would adore reading the fan fiction that my fans would write for my characters. Not only because it's like such a compliment for like my characters to be in your mind so much that you need to write more stories. But also just because I feel like when you write fan fiction, it opens the door for me to, I don't know, see my characters more relatable than what I wrote them as. Does that make yeah. sense? Where yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, I wrote a character as straight, you know, in my original, but someone writes a fan fiction of them being bisexual. And I'm like, that's amazing. Maybe in the future of the series, I'll take that and lead with it somewhere so I feel like it, it, so so many authors look at fan fiction as like this I'm correcting your story when really it could be a learning experience of how to make it better in a non-judgmental way yeah or I, I mean I love that you said that I think that's super true and I feel like it's almost a reflection of what the character means to you when you write it like what it exactly. has what they have done to sort of help you and how you've interpreted it and how they've helped you and you know fan fiction be sort of like an exploration of that and I what you said really reminds me of um so I've directed just like a couple of short films and I love it when my actors like improvise and mm-hmm. do something unexpected because 
and I think it's a very similar point to what you said. It's like they're thinking about it so much that they have their own idea of the character. So you like giving them this blueprint and this thing to work with and they're projecting their own things on it and interpreting it their own way. It's such an honor and it's so cool. So I love that you have yes. that opinion of it because I, I totally, I totally agree. I just think it's so amazing. That's where I read more fan fiction of the stories that I'm a like the fandoms I'm a part of. I read Twilight fan fiction. I read Ajay's fan fiction, and I learn things from her fan fiction that I incorporate, or at least try to keep the general idea of her mm -hmm. fan fiction in my fan fiction. And I think <laughs> now I'm like, what? oh please, girl. There's definitely just general ideas and general tones of how you write certain characters that I'm like, oh, I like that tone that she used. So maybe next time I'll try to emulate that. Next time I write that certain character. I feel like fan fiction about your series is pretty much one of the ways you know you're successful. Yeah, it's like a but, high compliment. Yes, to be able to have fan fiction written about your series is ultimately people saying, we love this so much that we need to write something about it to get all our feelings purged out because we love it. And I feel like that's the ultimate compliment. I agree. And it's like, I know that I'll have made it when I have fan fiction written about my characters and I have a fan cam of my characters. And that's when yes. I will know that I'm successful. I want all that stuff. Like, I don't all I want. make, like, if I become super famous, because fame kind of scares me. Um, but, like, to, when I have people, like, for example, when people, like, read my pilot and everything before we did our table read back during my birthday like it was crazy how everybody was just like super into Simone and, and V and all my characters and they were just like messaging me like okay what happens next you have to tell me what happens like are you done yet like what's going on and I'm just like what that's crazy I love all of that stuff yeah it's like it, it shows it's not even about like awards or money or critics or whatever it's like knowing that you've actually touched people and it means something to people is like the best feeling I think like that's Ultimately, yes, we write for ourselves, but seeing it like connect with other people is like such an amazing cherry on top, I think. Yeah, I love having, you know, when I updated regularly, I just always love when people would just like leave comments, especially even Rachel, like I just love interacting. I love getting comments because for some reason it's so stupid. I'm like, this person exists in the same universe as me and they're reading my story. And oh, it's like, you forget sometimes that like, like, like that's a real person. A real person had to type that out, comment their thought, then post it. <laughs> I agree. It's the, it's the best like reviews. Like nothing is more like satisfying. I feel like um, I have one last question for you. And that is what would be any of your advice to people who want to kind of get into fan fiction whether that's reading it or writing it like how would you go about telling someone to kind of navigate and jump in the deep crazy overwhelming pool that is like the world of fanfic first rule and my only rule that I really really stand by do not write in first person yes ever oh, every single time I go into a fan fiction and I see it's written in first person automatically click out not interested can't stand first person obviously that's a biased personal preference but I know that a lot of people that I I that write fan fiction also read fan fiction do not like first person so do not write in first person learn to write in third now broader answer I feel if you have the urge to write something write it do it it's not mm -hmm. stupid to be like I mean it's important to know that writing fan fiction doesn't mean that you're not writing something purposeful I feel like that's a big, huge stigma around it too, where fan fiction isn't 
esteemed writing, but it is, it's writing. All writing is writing and it needs to be respected. Um, so if you have the urge to write fan fiction, write fan fiction. If, if it brings, like that. I said, this brings you back to my whole point of if it brings you joy and it's something that you, en- and it's something that de-stresses you and something that just makes you happy, don't let other people tell you not to write it. So always write it. I mean, I can sit here and be like, it doesn't matter if it gets famous or if it gets like very popular because we all know that everyone at least wants a writing to be recognized and popular. And I'd be tone deaf to be like, my success doesn't bring me at least happiness. You know, you have to know that whenever you post your fan fiction, that it's not going to get popular right away. And the thing, as long as it's popular in your heart, as hippie as that sounds, <laughs> then it's then it's it's worth something. And so publish what you want to write online under fan fiction and if it brings you joy then it brings you joy and that's great and you should do that and there's nothing else I can really want really say to that besides just you know enjoy writing fan fiction and just love I love it. that very Marie Kondo of you brings you joy <laughs> sparks joy but really if, joy. if it really does it really it's so simple and I think people forget how simple it is to just be like, this, it makes me happy. So I'm going to do it. And you're getting, you're gaining experience. You get to be a better writer and like through it, no matter who you're writing for, no matter what, like you will get better at writing when you're developing a skill too, which is cool because yeah, I I totally agree with your, your point about how people like, oh, it's not esteemed. It's not serious writing. Writing is writing. You're absolutely right on that. And yeah, I think that's a really good thing to know too. And so that's why I think in a sense, I've stopped being so insecure about yeah. me writing fan fiction. Now, if people oh, really? ask, I'm like, yeah, you know that fan fiction I write? People are like, oh, you write fan fiction? I'm like, damn right I do. <laughs> damn right. I write for my free time. What do you write? What do you do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I write, I write 3000 words for fun. What do you do, buddy? Exactly. And I love that. Another thing is that if you want to write under like a pen name or something, that's totally fine. I felt that it's really helped me because it makes me feel less self-conscious of like, oh, people are knowing that it's Ajay writing this, you know? Right. Because there's like not many Ajays in the world, so it's very easy to find it. And it's it's not that I'm like ashamed. Like, I mean, hello, I have a Twilight podcast that I'm now talking about <laughs> all the time. So it's not that I'm ashamed of Twilight. It's just for me, writing can be so personal and for especially for fan fiction I get really in into what I'm writing and I just like having that be like my little own slice of life um totally well you're definitely not alone in that there's a lot of famous writers who were under a pen name yeah yeah I'm not special (laughs) so but and that that just reminds me of that quote where it's like for a majority of history anonymous was actually a woman have you heard of that quote before yeah yeah no that's so that's that's what it reminds me of but just in general, you're definitely not alone in the whole concept of wanting to be anonymous. <laughs> it's mysterious. <laughs> it's so mysterious. I think it's fun. It's really fun. Do you have anything right now that you are excited about working on fan fiction wise? Um, I just posted a news story last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I told Ashi about. I texted her and I was like, I, it's, it's going to be based off a Taylor Swift song. So I need, I need to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Knows me so Incredible. <laughs> Um, but in the works, I have been, this is a lifelong goal that I've been wanting to do for a long, long, long time. And 
I never jump into something besides the whole not outlining, but I never jump into things without researching <laughs> first, especially when I'm writing mm-hmm. about um, a realistic experience or facet of life that mm-hmm. people people have that's differing from my own that I either don't experience or I haven't experienced yet or I won't ever experience. And so I have been excessively researching writing a transgender character. Oh, that's awesome. We definitely need more representation in that area. I've been getting in contact with a lot of um, gender nonconforming friends, transgender friends, and getting as much information from them as possible because there's only so many times you can Google how to write a transgender character before mm-hmm. like, the information starts to overlap and there's a lot of contradictive things. So getting it straight from the source of things of what not to write, what to write, what to focus on, what to not, you know, what to exclude completely. And then just day-to-day life of just their innermost thoughts is very valuable. And I have been doing that. I have been getting in contact with people and I'm, it's a little bit far off because I don't feel like I'm completely hundred percent ready but it's definitely something that will be coming. I always like that you really look into what you're writing about, whether it's disabilities or um, orientations or anything like that. Um, that's always something that also feels very real, which is what I like about it. When you read your stuff, it doesn't feel like fan fiction at all. Like I literally feel like I'm reading like a standalone of someone else and then it'll be like, oh, and then Bella, did this in the background and I'm like right this is a twilight fan fiction that's right oh my gosh I forgot for like two seconds which I think is really um a testament to your ability as a writer well thank you I remember one of the things it's not without hesitation and by that I mean I don't hesitate to write about things but I do hesitate to I hesitate obviously with self-doubt of being like am I doing it justice that I want to do um do you um know my character Aniston yes I was you know that she she's a Riley fan fiction yep and her whole main plot is sex addiction and not a lot of people would try to mix Twilight with the concepts of sex addiction when I tell you I was messaging Caitlin after I wrote Aniston's first chapter I was like I am terrified to post this and she was like why and I was like because I do not want to do this wrong I do not want to do it wrong and I was like so upset I was like crying I was like I do not want to do this wrong I'm gonna need I need you to read this whole entire chapter for me and I need you to nitpick it for anything that could be misconstrued as like glorifying or you know making it demonizing it or anything and she was like okay I'll do that and so she did it MVP and then afterwards, she was like, no, it, is, it was perfectly fine. You know, you did everything. And she was like, why are you so nervous about it? And I was like, it, I just want to do it right. I just want to do it right. <laughs> but so it definitely comes with its, I guess, self-esteem challenges. Writing's characters are so realistic, especially yeah. characters that differ so much from me. Because I'm like, I don't want to make it a stereotype or put my own bias ideas onto an actual issues and so it's not without its, its self-esteem issues, I'll tell you that. But I try, I do it, because it's worth it and it's important. And it really shows, and I'm glad. It makes me really happy. So I, I love all your stuff, duh. <laughs> Thank you. I love all your stuff. Ugh, please. 
<laughs> the way Ajay writes, amazing, amazing. You have to invite me on the podcast again so we can just talk about your writing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. You write such realistic, I don't want to say mom characters, but mom characters. <laughs> like, realistic, like, her characters aren't moms, but, like, they're the mom friend. Oh, yeah. And it's because Ajay is the mom friend. Yes. Are we ready for the Twilight fun fact of the week? Yeah, let's do yes! it. Yes! Okay. This is another thing from the movies, but it's still Twilight, so we're still going to go with it. <laughs> okay. So, apparently, the first script for Twilight was, like, completely different from the book. The Cullens didn't exist. There was just Edward and his parents, who were named Abel and Esteem. FBI agents. Esteem? Yeah, I'm not done. No. FBI agents were tracking vampires. There was a speedboat chase. And in the end, Bella went to a warehouse to save Charlie with night vision goggles and weapons. And she was wearing leather pants. Here's the thing. Now that sounds like a bad fan fiction. What a thing. (laughs) But here's the thing. I would watch the hell out of it. Oh, I would too. 100% midnight showing at the theater. I quote classic just like immediately. Esteem, what's such like such a like a Richie Rich name? Esteem. <laughs> I it reminds me of uh, Harper's mom in the Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart that I just watched. I'm in love with her. Hello, um, her mom's name was Tipper. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a, a lot to lot to process. Yeah, but no, that sounds super interesting. Imagine you being an Esteem stan. Taylor, I would still do it. I'm gonna be honest. I would probably say I'm an esteem stan. So would that mean uh, skipping ahead? Uh, if you haven't read the books, uh, Bella has a child. Uh, <laughs> but would that mean that her name would have been like Ren- Resteem? Esteeme? The esteeme actually. Res- resume? Resume? Resteem. Resume. Resume. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Girl, that's better than Renesme, to be honest. Woo. To be honest, I kind of wasn't it called Forever had... Dawn. I don't know. It doesn't say. I think, that, I think she has Forks. a website that it's called Forever Dawn. No, it was also Forever Dawn, and she wrote the book, and then the she got a book deal for Twilight, and then she was like, "Oh crap! I can't give this to the, I can't give this to the publisher." So she wrote Forever Dawn, gave it to her sister as a birthday present, and then wrote Twilight under the name of Forks. Oh my gosh. That's a lot to take in. It's wrote like three different books. <laughs> All of them bad. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're not wrong there. All right, guys. Three books and still no inclusivity, but you know. Wow, that, you're right. I could even say very little character development for some people. It's a lot. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this podcast is for. We ruin everything you love. But also lovingly do it. Are you guys ready for the third installment of Thank You There's Stephanie with Thank You here? It's, it's Selkuth. Well, I it. know, but I, I pronounce it that way because it has the I, technically. Oh, that's right. Okay. Because you don't, because you had to make the uppercase I. Yeah, because yeah. apparently someone already has one with the lower, the regular L. So yeah. Which I was like. Track them down, find them. Yes. Okay. Right. You guys ready? Yes. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. Around another corner in the sidewalk, 
I give a gentle smile to an old man checking his mail. It's too early for the mailman, but I know it must be a routine for the man every morning, possibly the only time he may get outside during the day. I can understand that. I like being awake when others are asleep. Silence calms me in a way I can't explain. It takes 20 minutes for me to make it back to my house, jogging up the front porch steps before I finally come to a stop. The sun is starting to rise now, a bright cream yellow color that makes me bask in its light as I hold my arms over my head to let myself breathe in deeper lungfuls of air. Okay, Rachel, you guess first. <laughs> no, because I will give you a hint. I you mean, guess I first, ma'am. No, you guess first. <laughs> no, you guess first. No, you guess. I already know my answer, and I know it's one hundred percent correct. That's definitely <laughs> not mine. <laughs> that is definitely not mine. Ajay, tell us the answer. No, you go. No, Taylor, no, you need to guess. Now I'm, no, because now I'm scared. You say it's not yours. No, go I could be wrong. I could be. I could be faking you out. I think it is yours. It is Rachel's. Okay. <laughs> it is? I... Yes. It's Who? from. It's from uh, "Hang Your Heart" and Edward Cullen fic. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was cringing. I was like, "There's no way I talked about the mailman." <laughs> no, you did. I thought I it was going to be Ennis if it was anybody. Holy crap! I like. I've been it. duped on my own show. Let's redo it. Pause. We're cutting <laughs> that out. We're doing it again. <laughs> Yeah, it That's was hilarious. Your- no, we're keeping that in. We know you better Holy than you crap. know. Yeah, no, it was really? your uh, character, Taryn. Yeah. Holy crap. Incredible. I would have never guessed. I was literally in my head being like, there's no way I talked about the mailman. Give me a mailman spinoff. Oh, I will, baby. I'm already yeah, writing you. a spinoff for Ajay about Jacob and Edward being a thing. Yes. I- I'm going to hear for that. I asked and I shall receive. And I said I would wear a t-shirt with the title of said fanfiction on it every day. Okay, if you add if you add some Esme-centric um, moments, I will yeah. too. Baby, I have a lot of Esme fanfiction you need to read. Well, then send them to me. Let's go. I need to read. Yeah, I'm still shook that I couldn't guess my own writing. I. Oh, no, that was great. <sighs> that was perfect. I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to dupe you. I came I in so confident. That. I was, like, I I was not, not doing <laughs> I would like to say I'm three for three now. So. Yes, you're so Sorry. good. Sorry. To be fair, to Sorry, be fair the second an, one pro. was cringy as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, that is, that is cringe. I was like, that's def- 100% not mine. I know that for a fact. Even, But then again, I said it about this one and it was mine. So. Yeah, I was like, you just <laughs> said that about this one. <laughs> but that one was really bad. I was like, I knew instantly. I was like, that one's not mine. <laughs> it was a yikes. It was a yikes for me. Thank you for being our first ever guest, Rachel. I hope you had fun. I had immense fun. It was, I was so excited and I'm so honored. And I've already texted you randomly and been like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, I guess you just don't understand how much this means to me. For so long, like I said, there has been this stigma around fan fiction writers getting at least credit for their writing. And so to have a friend, someone I look up to as much as I look up to you be like, hey, I really enjoy your writing and I want you to talk about it to an open podcast without any limits. And it's just a very both humbling experience and also like an ego (laughs) stroking experience to be like, (laughs) I am noticed and I am appreciated. And you notice and appreciate me all the times in so many different ways, just in personal life and on Wattpad life. 
So I guess I just wanted to say thank you. And thank you to Taylor for being so cool about it and letting her do this. Oh my this. gosh. Well, not letting been, her, but. No, yeah. no. Yeah, it's been great. And it's a, it's a, such a cool thing to bring up. Like I said, when I was 14, like I would deny, deny, deny. I even knew what it was. And so the fact that we're like bringing, shining a spotlight on fan fiction and Twilight, like it's just so cool and such a full circle fun thing. And it's fun to hear your insights and experiences with it too. So this has been really awesome. I'm loving it love it thank you again for coming obviously i love you and support you and think you're the greatest person ever and uh i love your stories <laughs> likewise, likewise likewise taylor i hope you had fun oh this was like my exact like shit i love i love fanfic like so much i will die on that hill so this was like a dream i loved it Maybe one day we should do an episode where we write our own Twilight fan fiction on the show. Write them live? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yes. I, like a yes, Mad Lib yes, situation. Yes, yes. I'm here for mm-hmm. that. Or I could write you guys into your own fan, little separate fan fictions. Make me a Mary Sue. in a fan fiction and then Taylor and Esme fan fiction. <gasps> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Mary Sue the shit out of me. Let's go. I'm ready. No, seriously. 100% we do it. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for that. all right guys that's it for this episode we'll see you next week and remember when in forks oh wait excuse me i'm so rude maybe you should tell us what we should do when we're in forks remember when in forks forget canon it's canceled 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 You just listened to an episode of Win and Forks by Taylor and Ajay, brought to you by Anchor, an app that makes it easy for anyone to make a dope podcast. So what are you waiting for? You can follow me, Taylor, on Twitter at alphabet underscore Ann, and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore, as well as Ajay at BlackGirlLead on Twitter and Ajay Nolan on Instagram. You can follow the show directly at Win and Forks on both Twitter and Instagram. And feel free to email us at winandforkspodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or hate mail you may have. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes, and we just might read it on the show.